Well, I think the the dairy industry was always going to be interesting coming into a new July 2020 season under the regulatory environment. But COVID-19 has really impacted um, at a consumer demand and also a supply chain level as a route to market for a range of commodities, both locally and internationally, was, was impacted. But we've seen some really fantastic, I think, opening prices uh, come into play. I think they're at a level which where farmers with access to water and a good season should remain in profitable territory, even though the prices are down on the on the prior year. But for processes, it's an interesting one, I think, by the look of it, between the competition for a limited amount of milk available here in Australia and making sure that they can be profitable going to the global market at at today's prices. Um, It's a bit of a tightrope by the look of it. Madeline, what do you make of things for dairy this year? That's right. If you think about dairy over the past few months, it really was one of those commodities that got fairly hard hit by the COVID-19 pandemic in early March when it really hit. And those lockdowns came at a time when the EU and the US were really starting to hit their straps and produce strongly. Both were producing about 5% up on what they produced uh, the previous year. So when those lockdowns came and restaurants and food service outlets shut, it really did hit hard, particularly in the US and the EU. And that saw butter prices and cheese prices and all those staple dairy products of of restaurants fall really, really heavily. So, for instance, those cheddar prices, they're now down around 20% on February for the global dairy trade auction. So there really was a big impact out of COVID, but we're seeing the global industry recover quite strongly since then. So the past few global dairy trade auctions have seen a rise of 2% and 1% in prices uh, respectively. So we're now trading just under $3,000 dollars a megaton as an average. So that's quite a decent increase. But having said that, it's still at fairly historical lows. So it's the lowest level since about 2019 and before that since late 2016. But within that, while it is cheddar and butter that's had the biggest impacts, uh, milk powders have shown some fairly good strength. We've seen the most recent GDT auction showing skim milk powder prices grow by about 3.1% and whole milk grow by about 2.2%. So they're now trading quite well and even skim milk powder is higher than in February. So that's looking good. For prices going forward... There is actually a good story uh, for Australian producers as that global outlook for production is slowing slowly. It had, up until a few weeks ago, looked like a very solid and strong season, so putting a bit of downward pressure on prices. But since then, the EU's milk supply has dropped behind the past few years comparatively, so that uh, due to some really uh, hot, dry summer conditions across Europe. New Zealand is actually also experiencing some dry conditions, so whilst their production is likely to be up, on last year, it's not going to be as high as though we're looking otherwise. And the US production has also slowed slightly due to um, farm conditions, sorry, <laughs> due to weather conditions. As Mark mentioned, we've had our opening prices come in first of June, the new first um, opening prices to come in under the new Dairy Code of Conduct. And those prices, you'd have to say, are relatively strong and relatively good. Whilst they're not at the highs of last year, where the processes really were strongly bidding for supply between each other, they've all come in around $6.40 mark per kilo of milk solids. And I think you can see the 
strong competition between processors when Fonterra came in with an opening price of just over $6, and they quickly changed that up to six forty, where they realised where the rest of the market was sitting. So that's giving you a clear indication of where, where the process is sitting and really maintaining supply is a really key part of their model going forward because there's unfilled processing capacity in some plants. That's a loss to their bottom line. Uh, having said that, they are treading a fine line with a lower global price, a, a riskier global outlook, and they're clearly hedging their bets going forward. So there is, on the upside of that, some good outlook for step-ups if the global outlook or the global industry improves. But to date, it's really probably for producers more about um, increasing production domestically. So that's actually picking up pace with production here in April. The most recent figures, they're actually up 6.4% on April the previous year. Having said that, we're down year on year. We're still down 1.2%. And we're following the familiar story with dairy production across Australia in that Tasmania and Victoria are up. Queensland, unfortunately, is down. Um, having said that, there are plenty of risks going forward, including that change in consumer demand as we go into recession times globally, both globally and domestically. So we're not really sure what that's going to mean for manufactured milk products in particular going forward, but also to another extent to, for the milk powders. Thanks, Maddie. Recently, um, governments in particular, those in the US, and EU took some really unusual steps to protect their domestic dairy producers. Is that likely to impact the global outlook going forward, do you think? Yeah, especially for skim milk powder and the EU. The EU came in with some interesting funding directed at enabling farmers to retain produce on site, oh, farmers and processors, pardon, retain on site specifically so that they could stockpile skim milk powder for between two and six months. And while that was a good thing for skim milk powder at the time, um, and it certainly uh, maintained some support for prices, it does mean that there will be an undetermined quantity of powder coming onto the market in that two to six months time period, which might actually put a downward, downward pressure on prices. Similarly, the US came in with a different sort of intervention. They, they were more focused on financial assistance directly to, to pharma. And while that's probably not really going to have a huge impact on the global market going forward, um, it does skew the market and skew supply slightly.